The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you could learn more about spirituality and how it can work in your favor, would you be intrigued? Of course you would. It's time to get real. This is Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson. In our show, we'll interview fascinating guests with the intent of bringing you closer to who you really want to be. Get ready for some of the most profound radio on any airwaves today. Now, here is James Robinson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Get Real Radio, and I am your host, James Robinson, and today's guest is our first international guest. He is a healer from Israel. His name is Yohai Israeli. Yohai is an old friend of mine. I met Yohai uh, a number of years ago when we actually spent a month together at a spiritual workshop and got to know him pretty well. For a while, Yohai was uh, a blooming and upcoming healer in Israel, and he also was gracious enough to be a promoter for me for a a number of months. And so I've come to respect him. I've come to know that he has some real talents in the healing arts. And one of the exciting things about Yohai is that he has developed a completely new healing system that is really starting to take a hold in Israel, and he's just recently brought it over to New York, where he was uh, very, very popular. And this system is called The Gate, and I was actually, uh, I was participating in a, a session of The Gate healing modality, and I found it absolutely wonderful. And so without any further ado, let's get Yohai on the line. Now, I'll let listeners know that Yohai is in Israel, and, and I'm, for whatever reason, the uh, connection's not the best, but we will carry on. Yohai, how are you? Well, I'm fine, and thank you for inviting me to your show, James. Well, I wanted to let people know a little bit more about you, um, could you Fill them in a little bit about what your uh, healing background is and how you got started in healing and also how you got started in facilitating the gate. Yes. Well, so um, actually I was running away from healing until I was 18 because I was um, born in a kibbutz. I don't know if uh, many people know about this uh, idea. It's, um, it was a movement still is of idealistic people who wanted to create a better and more just way of living. And they were, we were very rational. I mean, I was the third generation, so we were very rational and everything that uh, smelled of spirituality or religion was almost banned. And so I was rational. And 
I try to do everything in my power to ignore every thread of something that won't be explained through rationality. But when I turned 18, there, a certain um, series of events just forced me to change my mind because the actual world was knocking on, on my door. Actually, it was trespassing my life and <laughs> almost yeah, and almost forced me to, to understand uh, the rules of this world. Otherwise, I thought I would not survive. And, and this is what I, what I did. And actually, I was lucky enough to, to come encounter with the Castaneda's books. I'm sure the, the audience is familiar with, with those. And about his um, being an apprentice of an Indian Yaki from Mexico. And that, that was the beginning of, my, beginning of my way, of my, what you would call spiritual way. And then the army took me for like three years, which I did not, <laughs> except doing some telepathy and, and training. I did an experiment. I did not do anything spiritual. But when I came back, uh, like two years after, I met my first teacher. He was a teacher from the US, former USSR, an immigrant uh, to Israel. And he knew a, a lot about Gojayev and Castaneda and, and, and healing modalities and spiritual modalities from the Far East. And we spent nights talking, and, and he was sarcastically training me um, into advancing in this, in this uh, path. And I learned... A lot from him, I was so thirsty, and he was like a fountain, but I think that one of the most things he taught me, and I still remember them uh, through this day, is that on the beginning of a spiritual path, you will encounter fear, and then more fear. And if you should overcome it, then there is the barrier, the block of feeling superior to others. What is called what is what is called the spiritual ego, and if you don't pass this stage, you will be stuck. And he taught me how to work with Godiah's and Godiah's uh, training, which is called self remembrance. Are you familiar with that? No. Like, well, no. What uh, is self remembrance? What is self remembrance? Self remembering means that whatever you do. Instead of being dwelled into your doing, you have to remember that on the same time, do what you do, but remember that you are doing this. And this is the way, I mean, when you talk, remember that now you are talking and listen to yourself. When you watch a movie, remember that now you are watching a movie, etc., etc. And what it does, well, at first it drives you crazy, because you see for yourself, your real motive, motivations, and you see for yourself that, that you are being, you are less, you are less um, spiritual and more egotistic that, that you would dream. And uh, like any other people, you are dreaming from ego and fears and wanting to be accepted and loved. And then you start judging yourself, and then you should look at the judgment and let it be. So at the first, it's a it's a very difficult method to to master and, and to practice, but actually it gives you, after years of doing so, it gives you 
um, a certain amount of, of freedom from yourself. So th- that was my first teacher, and, and those were his gifts. And then when I was about 24, I started my bachelor degree in uh, psychology and still kept on doing meditation, learning martial arts, arts, and uh, practicing the Godaif method. And then I remember I was sitting on the sofa looking at um, the aura of the plant, and then something happened that really changed my life forever. And actually, this is, I would, I would believe, the basis of the gate. And what happened was, suddenly, in a split of a second, all my life was projected to me, and every minor event um, was shown to to lead me exactly to the to the place I, I was at the time. It's, it's my spiritual place, it's my psychological place, and then something else. I don't know, and I don't know how how long it took, but all I know that after that, in a sequence, something happened, and I was like surrounded with love and felt unity, and I knew in my heart that fear should not exist. There is no reason to, to be afraid. And also I knew many other things. And when, I, when it ended and I came out of this experience, I felt that me and my body are not one, that I am not my body. I mean, I've read it in books, but I never felt it or, or knew for sure that that was the thing. I was not my body, I was not my thoughts, I was not my personality, I was not my possession, and all the fears were gone. And all I wanted to do is to go and tell the world, and this has lasted for three, three months, unchanged, while I was studying, working, doing everyday chores. And all I wanted to do is go out to the world and, and tell them, hey, there is, there is no need to fear. And I wanted to share the knowledge I gained from this experience, but the knowledge was beyond words, and words could not, could not express it. So it was, in a way, and, I mean, it, it had no real um, benefit for others. And what happened next is... I, I gave it up in a way, and I went back to the corporate world, which I held some uh, consulting positions and managerial positions, and I kept there until I was 30. But then something within me just forced me, in a way, or pushed me to resign my job and to go to India. And there I met, and there I went for a quest and met. Uh, Vipassana, which is a, a, a very strong meditation time, which is connected to the body sensations, and, advi- and later on Advaita. And actually, I found the knowledge that, that I gained when I was 26, but in a different different way. Can you hear me, James? Yes. Great. That's uh, the... Uh Connection's not that great, but we'll just carry on. Um, one thing that I uh, was hearing you say, especially as far as your experience with 
uh, waking up for is what I would call it. Um, it is the was the experience brought on by anything, or were you just kind of like a random drive-by awakening? Okay. Well, actually, uh, in in, um, in that time, I, I didn't know, and and later I found out what I had. So, what resulted to it, I think, was that for like three years, or 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 two to three years, I was meditating, sit down meditation like pranayama, and Zen meditation for about two to four hours a day. And then for without moving, and then for the rest of the day, I would practice Gorjaev. Um, you would you would call it you might, you might say meditation, which means whatever you do, you should be aware that you're doing it. Like you have to remember yourself. You have to be present. We, we would call it. Um, you you have to be present. So I think this what this is what led to the to the to the experience. Or the change, but actually this, this phenomenon is called. I mean, later on I found out that it is called the mystical experience, and it is. Okay. It, it's it's the same for seven thousand years, and it is it has been um, reported from um, remote countries with no connection between them, and, and it's actually the same. And there's a re- research about it. And what I found out that there is no, there is no uh, explanation how it happens. Well, I mean, one of the explanation is that we have two ways of we have two ways of uh, using our brain. One is analyzing, and the other one is uh, seeing the whole. And they cannot they cannot uh, live together. And what one of the explanations is that. What leads to this experience is that your entire neurons just shoot um, at once, at the same time. And this causes a certain understanding of of, uh, reality and yourself and creation, but in a way that later you cannot report it. And half of the people, half of the people who had this experience got mad, which, I mean, they, they went insane. And I hope I'm not one of them. And the other one, and, and the other half became teachers. So this this is called the, the mystical experience. I really, I really don't know if it is, um, if there's a way to to go there. I would consider it luck. Right. Well, I I would agree. You are a very lucky man. <laughs> one thing that, uh, uh, and I say that. It, it, although we are all friends, uh, I, I, I say that sincerely because uh, Yohai is doing very, very good work, and he's very successful. And uh, I would, I would consider that to be lucky. But the thing that I would uh, want to ask is, how old were you when you experienced this mystical? Experience. Well, oh, actually, it reminded me of of, um, of of India, and and it uh, relates to the age because, okay, well, I was twenty six 
And when I went when I went went to India, actually I went to um, a travels agency, and then I tossed the coin, and I was thinking to go maybe to South America. And I thought, okay, I'm going to flip the coin, uh, flip uh, yeah, flip the coin, and if it's you know, I go to South uh, America or to India. And the result was South America, so I chose to go to, to India anyway. And then on the plane, sitting next to me was a Danish guy, actually a Canadian guy that, that lived in, in Denmark, but they went to India through Denmark. And then we talked, and then I met him again in, in, um, in India after like a month or so. And then he told me that when he was 26, I mean, he didn't know about my experience because I did not tell it, tell it to anybody. And when he was 26, he had some experience. It was the same one, by the way. And then when at the end of his experience, he knew that what he should do is teach people how to live out of love <laughs> and not out of fear. And it's the, the same exact experience. He, he had it in... in a, Canada and I had it in Israel, but you know, all the same. Well, that's um, that is a great story. Let me interrupt because we need to take a short break uh, and let our wonderful sponsors um, say a few words, and and we're always very grateful for them because without them. We wouldn't be here, but uh, this is Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson, and our international guest, Yohai Israeli, from Israel, and we will be right back. Think of the world. 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Very rarely does our news media spotlight some of the good things that are happening in our world. For more of these good stories and the people that are creating them, tune in to Bread for the Journey with Mariana Cacciatore. Whether these good acts stem from personal tragedy or just a desire to help out and make this a better world in which to live, you'll find inspiration in every week's program. Connect with those that are doing something great for a change. Listen for Bread for the Journey, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Adoption changes a family forever, for the adopters as well as the adoptees. There are many adjustments that need to be made, from lifestyle to financial, and the personal rewards are unlimited. Listen every week for Your Adoption Coach with Kelly Ellison. We will examine in detail such topics as international and domestic adoption. We will talk with adoption professionals and hear stories about real families adopting. If you've been thinking about adoption or recently began the process, you'll want to tune in to be inspired every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. That's mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Get Real Radio. I am your host, James Robinson, and with me today is a very, very amazing man who is a healer in Israel. His name is Yohai Israeli, and I'm very fortunate to have known Yohai, and and I uh, have seen him grow and and develop into one of the most amazing healers I know. And so, Yohai, welcome back. Thank you. And one thing and I wanted I, to ask you. Yeah. Go ahead. One well, thing I, I wanted to, to ask you. I was fortunate to, to 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 have met you and and be taught by you. Oh well, thank you. Uh, the blind leading the blind, but the one thing that, <laughs> and quite frankly, <laughs> those are some pretty good times. I must admit. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, what is it like to practice a spiritual practice in Israel? A lot of our listeners are from the United States, or uh, they don't know anything about spirituality in Israel. And can you talk a little bit about you know, what it's like to be involved in alternative healing and counseling in that country? Yeah, my pleasure. So, well, Israel... Being a healer in Israel is like being a cat with a, in a jar full of, full of uh, milk or butter because Israel is, is, um, has so many uh, openness and to spirituality. It has many religions and many cultures. Uh, it has healers that came from around the world with so many healing modalities. And there's an, there, there is an exchange of knowledge, and there are groups that create um, healing for society, healing for the land, and then, you know, that Israel needs so much healing. So, on one hand, it's, it's like um, being in the greatest library and be left alone, and you can read all the books you want to. And on the other hand, because Israel is so dense with energies of violence and intolerance, in a way, one, being a healer forces you to do more work on yourself constantly, not to be dragged into the the common subconscious, which sometimes is led by despair and lack of belief. So, in, in two, in, in you know, in a nutshell, this is being a healer in Israel, and and I think that there's also an opportunity or and the privilege of doing the healing work here because there's a belief that what you do in Israel reflects to the world. It's like two mirrors, 
and what happens in the world reflects in Israel. So I'm doing my part here, and, and so many people are, are doing their part to make a change. I think that there are more, more spiritual healers per person in Israel than there is anywhere else in the world. Well, I think more am I, spiritual am I healers that here correctly? and more lawyers than anywhere in the world. <laughs> this is the duality of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe they cancel each other out. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> one, one thing, I, you know, since you've been to India, you know what a challenge it is to live in that country for the vast majority of people. And what that's, you know, it kind of seems like the most intense spirituality comes out of the most intense conflict. Because when you're living on a day-to-day basis and, and concerned only with survival, uh, you, you tend to develop your skills. A lot of people look to spirituality. They look to their religions to try to make sense of it all. And that's, that's a huge place of spirituality is because it's necessary to survive. And I can see a correlation there or a comparison to Israel because, you know, there's, it, it, I know that living in Israel has got a lot of stress. There, there's a lot of uh, conflict there, whether um, people realize it or not. And, of course, Israel may become the new spiritual leader on the planet. Uh, what's your experience on that? Well, I, I think you are right. I mean, I share, I share your opinion. I think that um, fraction or, or friction, I don't know how you say it, friction is essential, yeah. for, essential for growth. I mean, you can see it in nature. And I think the same rules that apply to the physical universe apply to the, to the spiritual universe. There is no, no difference. And, and, and by the way, it, for me, India is, is a miracle. I mean, you, you see, you go, you go there and you see people living on the street and, and they're happy. <laughs> I mean, they, they have nothing. Yeah. But, but they, have, they are simple in, in a, I mean, in a good manner and they are happy. It's a miracle. Some people here have everything and, and they're not happy. <laughs> so I, I think, the, yes, the Western indeed. world has, has a lot to, to a lot to learn from from India. In, in that well, we have a lot to we have a lot to live from, learn from a lot of people. I was, uh, you know, as far as uh, your work, though, I want I want to change direction and and get into what you're doing because it's so mm-hmm. important. Um, could you tell us about the gate and how it developed and how it was developed? I, I could not hear you. Sorry. Are, are you how did you develop a channel develop? or invent the, this modality? Okay. So what happened is, uh, I was, I was studying, um, psychology for, um, like five years, then I quit it and studied um, organizational behavior, which is uh, psychology and uh, and um, and um, business. But I could not I could not 
find what I was looking for because I could not I wanted to understand what what really drives normal uh, if you can call it normal human beings and in psychology it was just a um, scatter um, of variables and uh, that, that, that wasn't enough to really understand how people think, react, and, and feel. And then I was reading uh, books, of, books of Tao and Kabbalah and, and any, actually any book in yoga and any book I could uh, get my hands on. And then I met the Kulandero lineage uh, in which we've met and, and learned with um, real amazing teachers. And I learned Reiki and uh, became familiar of the thinking of the West. But something was missing. Something was missing in, in every uh, method that I encountered. Because it may, some methods, some modalities dealt with magic and dimensions but they left the psychological aspects out of it. Others dealt with the psychological aspects, but they left behind energy and soul, etc., etc. And I was looking, and, and moreover, when I started practicing healing, there was no real method on how to do it. I mean, there were techniques, but there wasn't, for me, there wasn't a comprehensive understanding of how spiritual and energetic and the subconscious and the conscious really work together. And I wanted to investigate that. I mean, it took me like something like 18 uh, or 20 years and I'm still, invest I'm still investigating it. And I was looking for a method that will uh, help me to, for one, um, treat people in a more steady and fast pace and on the other on the other hand change the nature of change the nature of awareness or consciousness in order to bring it back to the natural state and the natural state which is a part of us all we have just forgotten it and I could not find and and so I learned everything that I could could learn, tira healing and and other modalities, and still could not find what I was looking for. And then it took me four years of only thinking about one thing, which is uh, preparing myself to to get this this tool, to develop this tool, to to uh, formulate the theoretical basis for the tool. And you can ask my my wife. I mean, I was one track mind, and it wasn't sex, and I was pretty boring. <laughs> All day long, I was just thinking about this, and experimenting, and reading, and giving up, and coming back. And after four years, and the theoretical the theoretical model was was uh, pretty complex, and I almost gave up. And on the morning of the 25th of December, uh, 210, at quarter to nine in the morning, I had six clients coming up that day. And then it's like I got a fax, the last fax, and everything yeah. came into places. It was amazing because I was looking for a, it was important to me to find a simple tool that everyone can use and do the work on themselves 
without the necessity of uh, going to see a healer or a psychologist and if they're not ill. And it was like I could not believe that this tool will be found, and then it happened. So this is how it it, it began, and and ever since it it kept on evolving. But the theoretical basis and the and the core of the gate is still the same, uh, unchanged. And I can say that now uh, many healers are working with this uh, modality uh, on other on their clients or on themselves, and it works for everybody, not just for me. And it's a, it's a real simple tool based on robust principles and a different perception to healing, working with energy, working with the subconscious. Well, this is the gate. Well, I remember during our session that we went through a period of, we went through some question and answers. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, you were explaining what you had been doing. And quite frankly, you, you indicated that you know, the purpose of the session had been completed, I don't know, within the first 10 minutes. And the rest of the 20 minutes or so were you were doing work on other levels. Could you explain what you meant by that, working on different levels? Different levels of? Whatever you were referring to. Okay. Uh, um, well, I only heard half of your questions. <laughs> okay. Well, let me let me repeat it quickly. During the session you had with me, you indicated that you were working on different levels, uh, and I was wondering what you meant by that. Okay. So we we were working on on an issue you wanted to work on. And one of the principles of the gate is that unlike other modalities. One does not need to know the roots of a symptom. And this is because the, the, your system knows it. And what I do, or what actually the gate does, is uh, connecting to your system and telling your system what to do. And all the necessary information that is relevant to the solution pops up. And then you, you experience you experience it you may remember as, as like sensations in your body, pains, aches, and later on bliss, energy flows, uh, suffocation, etc. All all of these are biofeedback that tells me as as a healer, as a facilitator, that where we are in the process. So in those phases, we are working on we are working on the physical, spiritual, and mental, subconscious, emotional levels, and, and it is just part of uh, changing a pattern that, that you have. And then, what you're referring is, we reach the point where the work the work on the on the problem you wanted to work on was ended. And then a second degree, a second degree healing commenced. When it commenced, 
we call it the opening of the gate. And what happens uh, in the opening of the gate that people are experiencing um, float sensation. Sometimes they see themselves in outer space. Many times they feel that they're out of their body floating around. There is a tremendous flow of energy and a sensation of bliss. And what happens is at this point, I'm calling it a second degree healing, like this is the healing beyond the mind. And well, let me let me interrupt you, Yohai. I apologize. Yeah. We have to take another break, but right. we'll be right back and, and we'll keep, we'll definitely want to follow up on the opening of the gate. Uh, so this is Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson, with uh, and our special guest, Israeli healer, Yohai Israeli, and we'll be right back. There are over 140 million products manufactured worldwide. It is impossible to know the ingredients in these products, especially those made overseas. Stan Salat Jr., President and CEO of the HSF Mark and the Counterfeit Mark Alliance, is the host of People to People, working together for your safety. Stan believes in our right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in consumer products and whether they are counterfeit. Find out how you can protect yourself every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Tired of lackluster results with your marketing? Craving more leads in your business? Tune into the Mojo Marketing Edge with the team behind Mojo Global Marketing, Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez. Winners of the Marketer of the Year, they will show you how to generate daily leads, build databases of raving fans, and close deals faster than ever before. See what's hot right now and how you can tap into it to generate an endless supply of customers and clients. The Mojo Marketing Edge can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listen for Trust Across America every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in as the show is often hosted by national experts in the fields of leadership, teamwork, management, corporate responsibility, accounting, governance, finance, organizational behavior, and sustainability, as well as companies that are applying strategies that are enabling them to be more trustworthy. Your hosts are trusted professionals with years of experience in applying strategies with today's leading organizations. Trust Across America is heard Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. That's mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Get Real Radio. I'm your host, James Robinson, and I have the real pleasure of having an old friend and a very popular and accomplished Israeli healer, Yohai Israeli. 
and we were talking right before the break about the the work that uh, Yohai does, and he calls it the gate. And he was talking about what happens when the the gate opens. And so, Yohai, back to you. What what is the gate, and what happens when it opens? Okay, so what is the gate is difficult to explain, but I can say that there, there, is, there is a, what I found out is there, is there is a special way of opening the gate, and the gate is, it's, it's like a doorway to, you may call it unity, or oneness, or, um, and, and being, and being, and more powerful than you are, and more peaceful. And actually, it's the gate to your to your natural state of being, and, and along with unity, you, you may call it like uh, your natural state of being, along with unity with the higher self. But actually, these are words. What happens is that, and um, in everyday life, the reality that I that I saw. That, and I was part of it. That in everyday life, we all go around with like a cloud within our heads and body clouds of worries and, and fears and regrets and self-judgment and etc. And these clouds separate us from everything. It separates us from our real, uh, from our inner strength. It separates us from creation. It separates us from our creativity. It, it weakens us energetically. It's like many, you know, it's like many pro- open programs or uh, in your computer or in your in your cellular phone, which completes the battery. And what happens in the in the opening gate when the gate opens is you become you become serene. You see your real nature as it is, and I will tell shortly a story that will uh, perhaps make it clearer. And you gain um, second-degree energetic and uh, mental, spiritual healing. Some people say they, they see angels, they can swear, they've been touched by angels, and others, other people just say they feel bliss. And I remember... One of the first healing sessions that I did was to um, to a religious a Jewish doctor, and he was lying on the bed, and I used to, um, and he came to to this point, and of course I did not tell him anything in advance, and then I came back to the room because I left him for five minutes, and I came back to the room and I asked him how he was feeling, and he told me, I feel out of distress, I feel. Good. I feel bliss. I feel like a Buddha. So I asked him, so what is your problem? And he, and he replied, but I'm Jewish. <laughs> 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 so it's like being connected to the... Um, and the gate is not religious in any way, but it's, it's being in contact with your true self. And the thing is that after you're being... You're, you're, you get in contact with your true self for the first time, your system will drive you to do the necessary things in order to to come back to it. So each time you undertake a healing session or you do a healing session on yourself, because this is also uh, possible, it gets easier, it gets faster, 
and uh, your your uh, consciousness changes bit by bit. So this is the open stage. Well, that that felt like a healing in and of itself, just to hear that story. I, you know, one of the things that I hear all the time is that everybody has the same goal. I mean, it seems like we all are searching for that sensation of bliss, that we want to feel peaceful, we want to be happy. And so it, that... What is that? Is that some, and why don't we? Why can't we feel that all the time? I, I think we, we we cannot feel it because I mean it's there. The thing that um, first of all we think that um, we expect happiness to be um, accompanied by drums, and actually happiness is a state of being. I can tell from my uh, three months experience. <laughs> It's yeah. much more quiet. I mean, it is just is. It's quiet. It's stable. It's accompanied by 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 love, not romantic love. It it is just there. It's like a it's an underlying experience for everything you do. I mean, you you can you can uh, at that time I used to work in a bank in in um, a customer service. You know, people might yell at you. Sometimes, and and still, this is how you feel. This is the underlying of your existence. And I think one of the things that prevent us from from being in this in this state is the fact that all the time we try to be some somebody or or something that we are not. We're trying to imitate others. We're trying to um, to make a name for ourselves. We, we try to achieve all the time. We have so many self-judgments. So actually, we, and and most importantly, we are not in our body. And the gate is in order to. What I've learned is is that in order to open the gate, one should be connected to its body and emotions. There is no other way. If you wanted to to remain steady. Mm-hmm. So the body in a way, is, is uh, the entrance. And the gate will open in its time, but at first you should be connected to your body or, or to, your, um, to, your, to your own temple. And I'm, I'm not just talking about the physical body, I'm talking about all the bodies. Right. Well, we don't have uh, a great deal of time left, but I did want you to explain what a session is like, and then... Uh, what people, if people are interested, what does it take to be able to do this modality? Okay, so the, I did not hear the rest of the question, but the, the first, uh, I try to describe the session. All right. Okay, so let's say you come to me and Go ahead say, and, and tell us about a session. Okay, so let's, uh, let's say you come to me and you say, listen, I have um, a fear of flying. Or let's say it's a woman that, that says, I have, I'm having difficulty getting pregnant. In, it doesn't matter what are the symptoms. There, there, there are subconscious and soul level agreements and beliefs and, and memories 
that prevent this reality from happening. So the one reality is not being afraid of life, and the other reality is being a mother or having another child. So what you do, the client is uh, sitting down in a comfortable chair or lying down on a bed. The healer sits uh, in a chair. The client is covered. And then I would direct... I would direct the client to say something to his body in the internal voice. And simultaneously, I formulate, or actually it has been formulated after, uh, by itself, an energetic field that carries information and, and energy and can do uh, something on its own. And then, as a reaction... For instance, if it's a woman that uh, if, it's a, if it's a woman that wants to to um, be pregnant, and if there is, there are blo- blocks in her subconscious or cerebral, she would feel very bad sensation in her body. She might cry, unpleasant, don't bad. She might cry. She might feel suffocated. She might remember and uh, like an event for, from her uh, childhood. And one of the sessions that, that one of the um, uh, one of my students dealt with is um, uh, the same case. And on the third on the third healing session, an event from her early childhood came up, and it was an event she had an, she got a hamster from her parents, and he he died because he did not treat him right, and that was the blockage that prevented her from getting pregnant. So we we clean all the blocks, and the client is asked to to be mindful of every sensation, feeling, vision that happens without trying to change it. And then after we get to the we get to the opening state, we can assimilate forces from the subconscious and emotional patterns that can help uh, through the process for achieving the goal. That so, sounds one. Excuse me. That sounds wonderful, Yohai. Let me ask you okay, this. I know you treat you, other, know you train people to do this modality. If somebody in the United States wanted to get a session, are there people here in the United States that do this method? Yes, actually, uh, actually, there is um, one of the great teachers that um, that is in Connecticut, and she's going to be teaching a course um, in June. And I'll be coming to United States to teach um, um, more courses in um, in June on the 13th. And also, one can um, uh, contact me for private sessions and doing and um, using Skype. And they can contact the the website, thegatehealing.com. And so these are the ways. And and actually, the course teaches you how to do the healing on yourself. How long of a course is it? How many days? How long does it take to learn? Okay, okay. so the basic course that uh, teaches you how to do the healing on yourself uh, lasts uh, three days from 9 to 5, 
And afterwards, there are facilitated courses, which are uh, longer. And sometimes the courses can be taught during a month, like uh, one day a week. And of course, there is a teacher course, but that's, we're talking about the future, the far future. The thing is that after three day, uh, the, the after a three day course, and uh, in the course you undergo a, a, a tremendous healing process, you get real simple and potent tools to to heal yourself. And I'm not just talking about healing; I'm talking about and manifesting things in life. Because for one people, the manifestation is getting pregnant, and for the other one is to uh, to inter- interact better with his wife. And for the third one is uh, finding a spouse. So the, the, it's, it's all the same in the, eyes, in the eyes of the system because these are all automatic patterns and that we have and blockages, and it's fairly easy to remove them. Not always it takes one session. Sometimes it, it can take uh, several sessions, but the progress is eminent. And, and can be noticed by the client and the healer. That certainly is something that I know a lot of people will want to look into. We've only got about a minute left, Yohai, and, and I wanted to ask you if, if there's something, if there's anything you could tell us in the United States that uh, would be helpful to our spiritual development. I think that that one of the most important things that people do is giving their power to um, to other people, and I think that all the, all the, it's a bit of a cliche, but it, I think all the answers are within ourselves. And if you really um, feel your body and look into your heart and quiet your mind. The answers are there. So this is one thing. And the other thing is people are coming to workshops and they're trying to improve themselves all the time. And so what I would like to say is there is nothing to be improved because in the essence, we are all alike and we are perfect the way we are. So if you okay, want to well, come and learn... You know, hi, I mean, I, we've run out of time. I'm very, I would love to invite you back if you'd be available because there's so much more... I want to ask you, but we only have uh, an hour. So anyway, thank you. This is Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson, and our guest, Yohai Israeli, the founder and creator of The Gate. So, Yohai, we'll ask you Thank you you very much for inviting me. You're welcome. Thank you again for tuning in to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. Please join us again next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This week, open up your heart and look inside your spiritual self.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.